0: The Newsmax Daily Podcast. I'm your fill-in host, Kay Smythe, from The Daily Caller, taking over for Tony Marino this week. The date is Monday, October 16th, 2023. Let's get into those headlines, shall we? The biggest story on the Newsmax website this morning. Headline, Iran threatens direct intervention if Israel invades Gaza. Hmm. So I guess Iran warned in a social media post that if Israel's war crimes and genocide, that's a quote, are not stopped, then the situation could spiral out of control with quote, far-reaching consequences. Okay, I've heard some silly stuff in my life, but Iran warning Israel not to invade Gaza? Hmm who's the one gaslighting here who's the one who just baited Israel into not invading Gaza but protecting Gaza and protecting Israelis Palestinians and all sorts of other different types of people within the region from the terrorist organization known as Hamas the story continues The post on X by Iran's mission to the United Nations came after Axios reported Saturday that Tehran warned Israel in a message sent via the UN that it would have to respond if Israel carries out a ground offensive in the Hamas-controlled Gaza Strip. The following is a quote from Iran's UN mission saying if the israeli apartheid war crimes and genocide are not halted immediately the situation could spiral out of control and ricochet far-reaching consequences the responsibility of which lies with the un the security council and the states steering the council toward a dead end i don't know about you guys but that sounds like to me that iran is waiting for an excuse to engage in world war three now obviously we pray that that is not going to happen we pray that cooler heads will prosper and that we will be safe and the people trapped in this part of the world by hamas terrorists will be safe and I'm going to warn you, the first clip that I'm going to play today, actually a lot of the clips that I'm going to play today, they're pretty heavy to listen to. You know, this first one came from last night. It's uh, sorry, I'm not I'm not welling up talking about it. I promise it's not that sad, but it is very difficult to listen to. It's the story of a 17 year old, Barack Shmuel, who is a survivor of the Hamas attacks. And he talked on Sunday report about what him and other young people are having to experience as a result of their lives in this part of the world right now.
1: Uh, The attack started on Saturday, uh, Saturday morning. I was with two friends. We were on our way to work out. We're preparing for the army, actually. And on our way there, we got caught by a rocket attack. And us here in Ashkelon, we're used to that, you know? Uh, So we heard the sirens, we found cover. But it was just so much more intense. I don't know how to explain it. The explosions were much harder. Everything was much louder. The amount of rockets fired was was way, way more it was ridiculous. So we found cover when it was clear. we ran back home, and the scary part was is I started getting these videos of terrorists running around and i couldn't under- I didn't understand what was going on at first. I laughed. I was very confused. It made no sense, you know. Hmm. And then it kept on coming, and the videos kept on coming, and I realized that this is real. So I locked the house and that was just the kind of like the moment of realization that this is actually going on.
2: Uh, I understand Barack that uh, that you unfortunately lost uh, a friend close to you. Um, can you tell us what happened and have you been in touch with his family?
1: Uh, I don't want to get too much into the story. he was presumed missing for the first day in the morning of Saturday, and the whole day we were looking for him. That same night, we heard he was killed. That's, it's enough.
2: Okay, uh, well, uh, Barack, uh, y- you know, you said that you are training. You're getting ready uh, to to take your place uh, in the in the IDF. Um, how do you feel at this moment, um, with what you've been through? And uh, as you think ahead, to, to the days uh, ahead and to perhaps your own service, what's on your mind?
1: Absolutely amazing. You know, what these guys, what these soldiers are doing for us, I want to be able to do the exact same thing for, for other people. When I see them fighting and protecting us, I, I just wish I could be there with them. That's, and you can ask anyone and they will tell you the exact same thing. That's how important this country is mm-hmm. to us. The civilians... It's it's our country. It's the the soldiers and civilians were together in this. Mm -hmm. So when I look at my future uh, army career, I want to make the most out of it. I want to be a fighter and I want to do what these guys did for me, for other people. The situation does not scare me. It only boosts my motivation to do that. Barack, how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 17 years old. Well, uh,
2: we're going to continue to follow you, and uh, we appreciate you sharing your story. And uh, we wish you, uh, we wish you Godspeed.
0: Up next is Newsmax's very own Daniel Cohen, who is on the ground in Tel Aviv over the weekend. Now he has a very important message for Americans who are still trapped in Gaza, and that message is: the time to leave is now. Iran is clearly trying to bait Israel into defending its people and protecting its people and what's doing, you know, to do what's right by humanity then, let's put it that way. But thanks to the proliferation of social media, there are really two wars going on right now. Um, I'm going to leave it up to Daniel to explain the rest. Again, this is Daniel Cohen, one of the Best reporters we have here at Newsmax, but they're all the best. You know, I'm a little biased. I think they're all fantastic. Uh, but again, I want to add this next clip might be hard for listeners to hear, and I think speaks further to the absolute absurdity of Iran's war posturing right now.
3: Some breaking news to pass along right now. The U.S. Embassy just issued an alert. It's urging Americans in Gaza City to evacuate to South Gaza. There was a huge motorcade that just came out. Uh, I'm standing across the street from uh, the the Kiryat Central Command in Tel Aviv, and there was a huge police motorcade, armored cars. I believe this be- the uh, the senators here are on the move. Uh, Mitt Romney is here, Bill Cassidy, Chuck Schumer, Jackie Rosen, and Mark Kelly. Uh, I believe they were moving. I don't, I'm not sure where they'd be moving to, but uh, the, just the motorcade suggested to me that that it's possibly that that's who it was. Okay, so why are they here? They're here to show their support for Israel and to make sure that those civilians in Gaza are moved out of harm's way. You guys realize there's actually two wars going on in Israel right now. There's the one war being fought on the ground, there's the rockets being lobbed by Hamas, there's there's Iron Dome taking them out. You know about that war. The other war is online. The battle over information, where a flood of misinformation is creating a lot of fear and panic. Everyone in Israel is aware anti-Israel rallies are taking place across the U.S and the world. I know we have video of this. Many pro-Palestine supporters refused to believe the barbarism of Hamas, even though terrorists filmed themselves carrying out the most horrific, gruesome attacks on innocent, uh, innocent Israelis, Holocaust survivors, children. Prime Minister Netanyahu showed Secretary Blinken photos of Jewish babies shot in the head and burned. The secretary talked about how upsetting those pictures are. Well, this morning, Israeli forensics confirmed terror victims were beheaded, dismembered, bound, and raped. I just spoke to Israel's information officer. He happens to be an Israeli influencer named Ananya Neftali. He visited Barry, that kibbutz, a kibbutz where all those terrible things happen with Prime Minister Netanyahu.
0: So here is how Daniel Cohen's conversation went and what President Joe Biden is doing for those left behind, or not as the case may be.
3: This is a war between good versus evil. And it's, to me, it's just shocking that even after we saw visuals of decapitated babies, burnt bodies, women that were raped, burnt, alive, uh, you know, uh, corpses in in cars, uh, and Israel still needs to explain its actions. Are you kidding me? This is just insane and unacceptable that even after we saw everything, We see protests against Israel. These people really revealed their true colors that they don't really want peace with Israel. They want peace without Israel. Israel is signaling that ground offensive into Gaza is imminent. Any hour, any day, no one here really knows. Israel's been dropping leaflets over Gaza city and renewed warnings even on social media, ordering more than 1 million who live in Gaza city. They're telling move to the south. Now the problem is this, Hamas has set up roadblocks and the land crossing into Egypt is completely closed. The terror group, those leaders, they want the Gazans to remain in their homes to stay so they can be used as human shields. So the Israeli military right now is trying to clear a way for civilians ahead of what's expected to be a very bloody conflict. The State Department is confirming 29 Americans are dead, 15 are unaccounted for. Americans wanting out can leave. Some have been leaving on uh, by Ben Gurion Airport. Ah, uh, commercially, there have been a lot of delays and cancellations, but planes are taking off. There's even charters. But Michael and Sarah, I got an alert this morning that a ship is leaving the Haifa port tomorrow morning for neighboring Cyprus. Listen to this: Joe Biden's White House is making Americans in Israel who want to evacuate sign a promissory note before boarding the ship, promising to pay back the U.S. government the cost of evacuation.
0: Making refugees pay for their own escape wow that's the joe biden legacy right there i mean there's a lot of other things you could have picked from but leaving americans behind in war zones captured by terrorist insane like terrorist organizations that's basically biden's party trick he did it with afghanistan if you can throw your mind back to 2021 Some good news, though, we have Florida Congressman Corey Mills, who was out busy rescuing abandoned Americans in Israel for the last week. Corey Mills, he there's very few people like Congressman Corey Mills during the Afghanistan withdrawal, the botched Afghanistan withdrawal by President Joe Biden. Mills went to rescue those that Biden left behind. He's been doing the same thing in Israel for the last week. Just real, true strength and courage. Mills returned home to vote over the last weekend. He was supposed to come back to vote for Ohio Representative Jim Jordan uh, in his nomination as the new Speaker of the House. It's sort of one of those stories that's been going on around the same time as everything that's been going on with Israel. And I think uh, a lot of people are kind of split between the two, right? A lot of minds are on Israel. handful of minds are on the House. We currently don't have a Speaker of the House. And obviously what we need right now is truly strong leadership. So voting this last weekend would have been great. We could have swept all of that under the rug and moved on. That did not happen. And it's not going to happen today. Here is Matt Gates talking about the fact that he, Corey Mills, and his colleagues, well, you know what? Let me let, me let Matt explain this one because it's, uh, it's pretty shocking what's going on in the state of leadership in this country right now.
4: I don't really understand why trying to move the House into a more conservative position, trying to get a more conservative House speaker would draw the ire of conservatives. Frankly, I've received a lot more praise from my constituents in Florida than I have criticism, but it's not really about that. It's about getting the House back to work. And I've got to share with you some troubling news that we just learned. After having elected Jim Jordan of Ohio, the House speaker designate on Friday, we took Saturday off, We're taking today off, and I've just learned that pro tem Patrick McHenry will now ensure that we take Monday off and we don't vote. I am here in Washington. We are meeting with our colleagues. Uh, My colleague Corey Mills came back from Israel where he was engaging in harrowing rescues to be here to elect Jim Jordan for speaker. But what the swamp is trying to do, they're trying to delay a vote for Jim Jordan because they know he is not beholden to the lobbyists and special interests here. So I'm in this interview with you to turn up the heat on Patrick McHenry and any Republican who would try to delay a floor vote on Jim Jordan. If they don't wanna vote for him. Let him do it in public. I'm tired of these closed door private struggle sessions that House Republicans have been having. Instead, we need to move to the vote and let the chips fall where they may.
2: Well, there's some breaking news right there. Congressman Matt Gates just announcing that they will not be voting for the speakership tomorrow, that Patrick Henry has decided to take another day off. Now, Congressman, the race for speaker, it's coming at a time when faith in Congress is at an all-time low. According to the latest Gallup poll, only 32% of Americans Americans say they have faith in Congress now. And then the latest YouGov poll, even even lower than that, showing only 15% of Americans approve of Congress overall. Congressman Gates, how do we restore faith back in our elected leaders?
4: Yeah, I, I think Muammar Gaddafi had about an 18% approval rating when his own people dragged him in the streets and killed him. So <laughs> 15% isn't ideal. Uh, I would say that. The manner in which the Congress has engaged in its work has reduced the confidence that the American people have in the Congress. When we take one up or down vote on the funding of the entire government all at once, when we drive $2 trillion annual deficits, when we sit atop a $33 trillion uh, debt, then the American people are right to question our decision-making process. The reason Kevin McCarthy is removed is not because he did a deal with Democrats, it's because he failed to keep his word with Republicans. Kevin McCarthy made a promise to us back in January that we would review the agencies of government independently, that we would pass a balanced budget. And when he did not meet those commitments, it didn't matter what he was doing with the Democrats, his trust with Republicans had been shattered.
0: We're on the brink of world war and power struggles in Washington DC continue. Doesn't that just speak to the ego of so many of the people that we've elected to be there? Well, I haven't, obviously, as you can probably tell by my accent. I do not vote in this country, but there we go. You know, it really doesn't surprise me listening to those stats why so few Americans have faith in American leadership right now. I don't have any faith in any type of global leadership right now. This is not me trying to speak ill of this marvelous country that's adopted me, this wonderful, beautiful place that I get to call home as a legal immigrant in this country another wonderful place that i get to call home is of course newsmax and i highly encourage everyone everyone to call newsmax home remember to check out new episodes of the newsmax daily podcast it's daily if the name didn't give it away you can find it in all the typical places you would find your podcast apple amazon wherever uh, spotify And all of the stories uh, from today's show can be found on Newsmax.com. Always go in and read the headlines. As a a writer, I always like to encourage people to uh, read as much as possible. But, of course, you can find all of our shows on Rumble, on our YouTube channels, as well as all of your favorite social media platforms. And just to remind you, my name is Kay Smythe, and I'll be back again tomorrow with the latest from the Newsmax Daily Podcast.
4: News
2: breaks every minute